This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 21st of September. In your Squiz today, attacks on short-term stays, Albanese launches a COVID inquiry, the UN General Assembly kicks off, and Aussies put down the books. This is your Squiz today. Victoria is set to become our first state or territory to tax the big short-term accommodation platforms, Airbnb and Stays. Premier Daniel Andrews made the announcement yesterday. He says that a 7.5% levy will kick in on those accommodation providers from January 2025. It might be a first for an Australian state, but when you look overseas, New York, London, Singapore, Paris and many more have taken steps against those platforms to deal with local housing shortages. And Andrews said yesterday that there's between 30 and 40,000 homes that are currently being Airbnb'd or being provided through those other platforms for those short stays in Victoria. And he says that it means that they're homes that aren't available for someone else to live there on a longer term basis. And he says that it makes sense to tax them. So how it will work is short-term accommodation providers will pay 7.5% of their revenue to the Victorian government. And Andrew says that money that's collected will go towards building and maintaining social and affordable housing across Victoria. But it's probably not a surprise to hear that Airbnb is not completely on board with the plan. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they say that the tax is too high. They say that somewhere between 3 and 5% is more in line with what happens overseas. But there are questions about what effect that levy will actually have on housing shortages in Victoria. The experts say that it's not just those short-term rentals that are causing the problem. There are many, many other things happening in the housing market. Um, there's also estimates that show that Melbourne needs about 44,000 new homes annually to keep up with the population growth. Those homes need to be built every year up until 2051. Yeah, that's a lot of homes. And what the Victorian government says is that the levy is just one part of its new housing plan that's hoping to address that shortfall. Claire, it's not just Victoria dealing with this problem, though. Housing is a hot topic right around the country. So experts say get ready for other states to take steps like the one Victoria took yesterday. Claire, the pandemic feels very 2020 and 2021, but PM Anthony Albanese is pulling it into the here and now with an inquiry looking into how Australia's governments dealt with it. Reports say that he's going to announce that today. It won't be a Royal Commission, according to the report. There's going to be a panel of medical and economic experts and they will have powers to call witnesses. There's plenty of stones to turn over, of course, Um, things like the shutting down of international borders and the quarantine regime, uh, interstate border closures, school closures, uh, billions of public dollars that were spent on supports for workers and for businesses. Uh, And, of course, those repeat 
anticipated lockdowns. Mm, And many, many more things as well. And it's not just the federal government's response they'll look into. The state's and territories' actions will be raked over too. This week's unseasonably warm weather has been a huge talking point if you're in the parts of Australia that have been affected. If you can believe it, we're in September and we're already talking about serious bushfire threats. And Claire, I wouldn't need to tell you this, but it was particularly the case in New South Wales yesterday. Yep. It was really hot in Mm -hmm. Sydney yesterday. (laughs) Uh, A shout out to the Sydney siders. It did hit the mid-30s. There were big parts of the state, though, that did hit that kind of temperature. And it was the wind, though, that was the big problem in New South Wales. There's 68 fires that were burning yesterday, um, as far north as Tenterfield and as far south as the Kosciuszko National Park. It led the New South Wales Premier, Chris Minns, to say that it's going to be a horror summer. So that's really something to take in. We'll be talking about this for many months to come, it seems. Uh, It's not just New South Wales, though, that was dealing with fires yesterday. There was a really nasty one near the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. It was brought under control very thankfully. Uh, And also in Tasmania, the road into the Frasinet National Park was closed. Um, Fire crews there had to deal with a 700 hectare blaze. As for the forecast today, New South Wales is cooling off, but it is still hot in Queensland. And the one place where it remains utterly reliable at this time of the year is Darwin, where it's a sunny 33 degrees, just like it's been for months now. It's always 33 (laughs) in Darwin at this time of year. Speaking about the climate, Claire, the United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres says that efforts to address climate change around the world have fallen abysmally short. He said that yesterday on the first day of the UN General Assembly. Yeah, that's being held in New York this week. Uh, Climate is the focus of that big gathering this year. That's ahead of the next big climate change conference, which is the COP meeting that will be hosted in Dubai in November. Uh, There's a lot going Going on at the General Assembly. Uh, you might have seen yesterday that Ukraine's Vladimir Zelensky was there in person. Uh, it's the first time that he's been at the United Nations in person since Russia's invasion and he made that plea to Ukraine's allies not to let war weariness weaken their support. And Zelensky wasn't the only one to make the trip. This year's 10-day meeting is the biggest since before the pandemic. Representing Australia there is Foreign Minister Penny Wong. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. Claire, I'm a pretty good reader. I feel like I should state my habits before telling you that a new survey says we're lounging around more, but we're not reading. (laughs) It's no need to be defensive, (laughs) Alice. If you like to read, that's good and fine. But yeah, it does seem like more of us aren't. Um, Sounds like you might be a bit of an outlier. Um, The National Arts Participation Survey was out yesterday and it suggests that Aussie's love of books is declining. Um, Those of us who are reading for pleasure has dropped 
from 72% to 69%. Uh, I'm just whispering here, I have to confess that I don't think I've read a book much in <laughs> really in 2023, but I'll get onto it. Um, 68% of respondents, though, said that they've attended a cultural event. Um, we're talking about live music and theatre and dance, also literary talks literary talks probably aren't that good for me given I haven't really read a book um, but that is across the last year it's the same kind of level of attendance that was in 2019 so that indicates that we're getting back to our pre-COVID outings. The cost of living does seem to be biting in this though three in ten people say they aren't going to events because of the price increases I think that's all the more reason to get into a good book Claire. Yeah no need to be smug Alice I'll get on to it. <laughs> Squiz the day. Is anything on the agenda today, Claire? Yeah, look, it's World Alzheimer's Day. Uh, it's a type of dementia and it affects memory and thinking and behaviour. And there are more than 300,000 Australians with Alzheimer's and more than a million people involved in their care. Yeah, good one. And shout out to anyone whose lives are touched by Alzheimer's. Days like this aim to increase awareness and support. That's it from us for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.